seems kind of cliche, right? But we try to inspire America to eat more produce. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do that with, you know, entertain, entertaining pieces of content. We do that through culinary innovation. We do that through uh, social media, right? Connecting mm-hmm. with people who are going out every day and just encouraging people to eat more produce. Hey guys, welcome and welcome back to the Digest This Podcast. Today, we have a very exciting guest on the show, Nick Quintero. He works for one of the largest produce distributors in the USA and is here to talk all things produce. He explains the process of how produce actually gets to your grocery store shelves, organic versus non-GMO, and what the difference is exactly. And we cover an array of questions many have about the produce, grocer, grower, if there's a even a relationship between those two, and the middleman. We talk about in more detail the process and storage it takes to keep these fresh fruits and veggies you buy fresh until it hits the shelves. And did you know that organic does not mean pesticide-free? We cover it all and more. You don't want to miss this interview. If you want a free Vitamix, then listen up. During the entire month of October, I am giving away a brand new Vitamix blender. Now, there are two ways to enter and double your chances. The first is by subscribing to my newsletter by going to my website, lilsipper.com backslash subscribe and just enter your email. Another way to enter is by giving this show a rating and review in whatever podcast app you listen in, then sending me a screenshot of your review on Instagram. And by the way, my Instagram is at Lil Sipper, L-I-L-S-I-P-P-E-R. I'll be choosing one winner from each submission, so you have two chances to win. Good luck. For a while, I was struggling with sleep, which was then affecting my ability to think clearly and perform my daily work. I was also getting trembles and even anxiety just from the lack of sleep. I also couldn't do normal daily tasks like grocery shopping or do multiple errands, not to mention the migraines from only two to three hours a night of sleep. It was taking a toll on me and I even considered sleeping medication. I was already a consumer of Ned's original CBD, but then they came out with their sleep blend. So I decided to give that a try. Ned's sleep blend contains not only CBD, but also CBN, which has shown in studies to specifically help sleep. Other organic botanicals shown to help sleep are also added, such as lemon balm and passionflower. All these ingredients work cohesively, creating the perfect blend to help anyone struggling with sleep, including myself. I just take a full dropper under my tongue 30 minutes before I want to go to bed for a restful night's sleep. This is organic certified, outdoor grown, and made in small batches. Ned believes in full transparency and happily shares third-party lab reports right on their website. That's just another reason why I love Ned CBD. I personally consume it and even recommend it to my family. Become the best version of yourself and get 15% off Ned products with code DIGEST. Go to helloned.com slash digest or enter code DIGEST at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D dot com slash digest to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering my listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. 
Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me. Today's episode is going to be super special. We have on the show, Nick, who is uh, from Melissa's Produce. And we are talking all things produce. And I'm just going to let him kind of jump in and uh, let him introduce himself. So hi, Nick. Welcome to the show. Hey, Bethany. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm Nick uh, with Melissa's Produce, and my job is to help America eat more fruits and veggies. <laughs> All right. Well, and what is Melissa's Produce? For those that may not know, what is the company? What do they do? Yeah, Melissa's is awesome, first of all. Uh, they're a family-owned company. They've been around for close to 40 years now, and we're a produce distributor. So we work really closely with growers. Um, that's like such a key component of the business is helping establish growers and making sure that um, we're part of the growing process along with them. So we have like partnership grower relationships. And then our job is to get the produce from uh, the from the farm to the grocery store. Right. So and restaurants I, and things like that. Okay. So for maybe those that may not even know this, you know, this is how grocery stores get produce. They don't get it from the farm. They don't get it from uh, you know, direct, they have to go through a distributor, which makes the grocery store or restaurant life a little bit easier. So they're not having to order from thousands of different, you know, companies. Yeah. They just order from, you know, so for you, the grocery store or the restaurant, they order from Melissa's produce, get all their produce from one spot. And your Melissa's produce is, correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, Melissa's produce, it's their job to get it from the grower and and then, you know, distribute it. Yeah, correct. There are certain instances where a grocery chain could buy direct from a grower. Usually if they know that there's a commodity that they want to source locally and the sure. grower has enough supply for the grocery store, then they could work out an arrangement like that. But like you said, there's a thousand different items in a produce department. So you're not going to each one of them individually to say, I want to buy your this and I need it to mm -hmm. get from here to here. Usually right. grocery store chains um, span across the country, right? So thousands of miles. And it's not efficient to buy things from one grower all the time um, if it can't get across the country or whatever the case may be. Right, right. Um, so where does Melissa's get their produce from? All over the place. I mean, luckily for us, California is a huge producer of fresh produce. Um, so like all of the garlic in the country just about or all of the... Um, artichokes or dragon fruit, um, so much of it is grown in California. So it's a local source for Melissa's and then we're able to bring it in and get it out to grocery stores from there. So depending on the seasonality. Okay. And I, just so my listeners know too, you guys are based in California. I mean, you're, you work remotely. Correct. But the warehouse is in California, Correct. which... I was so blessed to be able to visit, I believe, a couple times actually mm -hmm. in person. And you personally took me on a tour of your uh, facility. And I was just beyond impressed with the cleanliness and the organization and everything that went into storage and just how things are are managed there. It was just unbelievably um, just everything clean, organized, fresh. And uh, yeah, it was, it was amazing. So um, I'm sure I have photos. I'll have to go through the archives. Oh, and no. pull some of those up. <laughs> Maybe we should just keep those in the, in the vault for now. Oh man. With the hair nets and all of that good stuff oh, yeah. that we had to oh, wear. Yeah. 
um, which was great. Obviously, you know, they, they make sure you're wearing all the good, all the right stuff before you kind of enter in. Um, so, so what stores do you supply? All over the place. So yeah. So, um, obviously a bigger presence in Southern California, just because that's where we're headquartered, but we span across all States. Um, we do some in Canada, we get over to Dubai, with produce. So really um, primarily national, but also some international distribution. But Sprouts uh, is a national chain, uh, Safeway, Kroger, Albertsons, Harris Teeter is my local store. So we're all over the place. And I mean, Whole Foods, I've seen you guys in Whole Foods, Whole Foods. Uh-huh. Uh, Tra- Trader, Trader Joe's. Joe's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you guys are ever shopping in a grocery store and you see and you pick up, uh, let's just say, a papaya from the, the grocery mm-hmm. store, and you see a little thing that says Melissa's Produce. That's you guys. That's us. That's us. It's the Melissa's with the carrot as the eye. Awesome. Um, and so, what produce? Let's talk about what produce are always organic from Melissa's, despite if there is an organic sticker or not. So we do have, um, so Melissa's in general is a produce distributor. So we have over a thousand items and we are the largest variety produce distributor for organics in the U.S. So we have more organic items than anyone else in the country, basically. Uh, And that could be things like garlic and onions and potatoes to, um, uh, what were we just working on the other day? Organic baby yams. Ooh. Uh, something that yeah so you know the small you know not the big yams the small yams and yeah all organic and yeah but tons i mean probably 250 300 items that are organic now wow i love those baby yams too i actually just bought some and i was i baked a bunch and then i i freeze them mm-hmm. and i love just like tossing them in my smoothie nice yeah i remember so even back then i think you were making brownies with them too right Oh, sweet potato brownies. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're so versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, so regarding organic, does everything that's organic have an organic sticker? Because, you know, sometimes it's, it is it is organic, but it doesn't necessarily have the organic sticker on it. Um, being that it is produce, you know, how, yeah. how would someone know this? Yeah, there's so many regulations and things in the organic space, uh, terminology. So just kind of understanding terminology is important, right? Uh, organic does not mean no pesticides. Organic means only approved pesticides. So that's kind of like a miscommunication where uh, if someone thinks organic, then it's like, oh, it's only this, right? Well, that's mm-hmm. not always the case. So I think uh, just kind of a clarity from a term standpoint uh, organic means that there are specific growing practices, like the field hasn't been, uh, there's no unapproved pesticides or growing agents that have been used on the field for, I think, like 10 years or something like that, uh, maybe five, uh, don't quote me. But um, <laughs> yeah, so there's there's definitely organic growing practices that have to be applied. And to your question, not all items that are being sold conventional, those could even be organic, but they're not labeled as certified organic uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, sometimes the grower doesn't have the funds or the time or the the desire really to go through the organic process. Yeah. Certify it. Sometimes we'll send organic produce out, but we won't label it organic because it's not what the customer needs for the spot in the grocery store. So mm. it's like, it is organic produce, but we just don't label it organic because they're not trying to fill an organic spot. If that makes sense. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't know this, but 
you know, to get that organic certification, whether it is produce or whether it's a, you know, packaged protein bar or cereal or whatever the case may be, um, companies, especially small ones, like you just said, they, they have to actually pay the the company to come in, look at everything, or you know, Run certify. Tests. Yeah, yeah exactly. the test costs. Oh, mm. I don't even know how many. Probably hundreds of thousands of dollars. I don't know. Uh, no, not not quite that much. Okay. Uh, it is really a process, and if you chalk up, you know, lost revenue from not being able to use your fields for all the years that it takes to get organic certified, uh, sometimes that there's there's just different costs associated with that. But yeah, lots of ground tests, lots of checklists, and um, visits and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's unfortunate. Sometimes it can be totally misleading, um, you know, and, uh, so I know, I know this because I just remember this from years ago when you, you shared this with me is that papaya from organic pro from, or, uh, Melissa's produce is organic, non, not non-GMO. non-GMO. Yeah. So that's one of the main uh, genetically modified items just in produce. Uh, people talk about papaya as one to look out for, and none of the Melissa's papayas are genetically modified. Um, so in order to be organic, you cannot be GMO. Right. But so, you yeah. you can be GMO, or you can be non-GMO and non-organic. Organic. Correct. Okay. Correct. But you cannot be organic and GMO. <laughs> right. Okay. So best to buy organic. And if you're not sure... Just pick up a, a sticker that says Melissa's produce on it. Even if you're, you don't know if it's organic or not, that's a pretty uh, good uh, rule of thumb here. Um, so can we can we talk about a little bit of the quality control of Melissa that you guys use and your practices and keeping things fresh and organized and cross-contamination and all that stuff? Yeah, so you'll remember from your visit, um, so kind of along with the organic theme, in order to maintain organic... Uh, food safety standards or organic certifications, the whole supply chain has to be organic. So we had separate rooms for packing and processing organic foods compared to the conventional side. Um, I don't know if you remember yeah. that big white isolated building. I right? do. So, I do remember yeah. there were two separate, you know, places mm-hmm. for organic and non-organic. Yep. Yeah. All the coolers, uh, coolers have to be separate so we can't contaminate conventional and um, organic produce in the same just storage facility, right? It has to be separate coolers and things like that. So we're very intentional. Um, there are a lot of things to know about the process, and I'm by no means an expert. Uh, we do have a whole team for uh, food safety and organic certifications, um, but I, I know that it goes all the way down to the field level. So we have people that walk the fields, make sure that you know all of the steps that the grower needs to be certified organic have been taken into consideration. Uh, they're able to provide us with documentation so that we're confident uh, going to our customer and saying, hey, this is organic. Here's our set of organic standards. So we know the field is good. We know Melissa's is good. Um, are you in line with organic standards so that you can receive organic process um, produce and make sure that it gets into the store properly? That's awesome. Yeah. I Like I said at, at the beginning of the show, I mean, it was just so, super impressed with everything, you know, that you guys do. Um, now, do you guys have any special, you know, um, practices to keep things fresh in your warehouse or how long is produce um, stored in your warehouse before it actually gets shipped and delivered to stores and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, do you, 
I'll, I'll let you go from there. Yeah, no, it's it's so crazy to think about because produce is always dying, right? It has a life cycle and it's usually pretty short. Um, there is the instance of uh, fruit like apples or potatoes where you can harvest them once a year and then cold store them, um, you know, for the remainder of the year. So there's usually one harvest window and then it goes into cold storage and they don't ripen much past that original harvest date. Um, but leafy greens, berries, those are like, you have to get them off out of the field into, um, so just an example, actually, let's talk about hatch chilies. So hatch chilies are grown in New Mexico. The season's coming up when they're harvested. They're at such a hot temperature because it's so hot in the field that they have to go to a pre-cooling room before it can be cooled in order to be packed and shipped out. Wow. <laughs> so every, I mean, there's so many unique dynamics within produce. It is a logistical nightmare. And I had someone joke with me. They're like, yeah, if I could get into produce, I wouldn't do it. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what would be probably the highest, um, the, the produce that typically goes bad the fastest? Leafy greens, um, cilantros, you know, anything that's, mm -hmm. that's a leafy green is very perishable. I think berries are right up there with that as well, especially when you get something like high sugar. High sugars tend to break down produce items. Um, so Harry's berries, if you've had some of those, mm -hmm. those are some of the best eating strawberries. It, it's like it embodies what you would think of when you think of strawberry flavor. It's just incredible. Um, but they are very perishable. And for a long time, we couldn't even ship them across the country because they wouldn't make it. So if it, wow. if it arrived out of Melissa's on, on a Monday and we flew it, you know, so it arrives on a Tuesday, uh, it wouldn't have time to get to the shelf before it was bad. So there's been all sorts of innovations in the life cycle for produce where now we have like a pad that absorb, absorbs moisture to keep it off of the strawberries so that it doesn't go bad. And now there's a seven day shelf life instead of a two and a half or three day shelf life. So interesting. Yeah. The, the dynamics that go into just keeping and storing produce from, like you said, little pads and like the, the containers that they're in really does make a difference. It really does. Yeah. Even, you know, we're trying to innovate in the sustainable space, right? Plastic single-use clamshells are something that we're trying to get away from, but that compared to a sustainable, like, um, like a, a fiber-based clamshell, Mm -hmm. actually absorbs moisture from the berries It makes it mold and rot and it makes the strawberries go bad quicker. Mm. So there's such a dynamic in the sustainable space where we need, we don't want to throw the produce away, right? Um, but we want to try to work on what's going to be best for recyclable nature and things right. like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard um, <laughs> place to be in when you're, you're trying to please like both ends, you know, and get away right. from this, but keep the, the produce fresh. Um, so what, what would be like the typical lead time from a harvest from a grower and how long it gets for them to get to your warehouse? It's usually harvested in the morning, depending on the commodity. Uh, we use grapes, for example. So when we're in grape season, they'll harvest in the morning, they'll pre-cool and pack in the afternoon. And it's usually the next day it gets to our warehouse. Awesome. So as quickly as quickly as possible, we want to get it in and get it into the grocery store or directly to a consumer if they order online. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. So your facility is just always receiving trucks and then trucks are going out and it's just mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It makes for, so on, on my end, I'm on the digital side, right? So I see all the things happening with shoppers around the country. Well, also <laughs> there's an outlet for people to leave Google reviews and the majority of our Google reviews are from trucks because <laughs> the wait time oh. might be long or they can't pull in here. And 
Um, yeah, there's always produce coming in, right? And if we can't get it into the warehouse, then we can't get it out of the warehouse. So that's definitely <laughs> a challenge to work with. Right. Growing pains. <laughs> so what makes you guys different from other produce suppliers? So I've been drinking the Kool-Aid for a long time. And I think that what we do to get people uh, inspired by produce is different than anyone else in in the space, right? In our industry, I think that Melissa's is an innovator and in how we resonate with customers, with shoppers or people that are trying to get more. Uh, I think that we do more for um, bringing specialty items in to tell stories with, right? America over the last 20 years has become such a, a, a melting pot of different cultures, uh, which comes with the culture, the memories, right? Uh, childhood memories, eating mango steen with your grandma or... totally. Yeah, there's just so many really cool things that are going on. Uh, Melissa's definitely leads the way with some of that. Yeah, food is so much more than just, I mean, nutrition. It brings back memories and it's mm-hmm. sentimental, you know, for yeah. a lot of um, a lot of different reasons. And um, I mean, I think that's, it's, yeah, it goes much, much deeper than, than the nutrition side and obviously the taste, yeah. right? Um, yeah. And I love that about you guys. And you guys do supply such a variety of different produce and it's mind-boggling. I mean, just looking on your website and seeing what you guys do provide the different varieties of produce, not just one thing, but you're like, oh, there's 10 varieties of this? Like what? Um, And then to another point too, like not everything you sell, like I'll see something on your website and it's like, oh, you can't, it doesn't say out of stock. It just says not in season, Mm -hmm. you know? So. it just uh, goes to show that you're not just like trying to, you do sell a lot of in-season products. Yeah. And, and and so Melissa's, I would say that we're probably one of the best educators of fresh produce in the country. We have nutritionists on staff, we have dietitians on staff, we have chefs on staff. And so Melissa's as a hub is more of a thought leader in the sense that we have every resource that you could possibly need to learn about produce, right? Our growers have walked the fields. I've got to walk some of our fields. I've met with the growers. I've learned about their families. Um, we do charitable donations through uh, like Masamoto Peaches. They have an adopt mm-hmm. a tree program where we buy, we adopt to the tree. We, har- we send a team from Melissa's. We harvest all the fruit on there. And then we take it to the grocery store and say, here's the fruit from the tree that we adopted. And so there's just really so many cool stories that um, it's not always going to be online, but the education is online. And so we're always trying to get better at educating people on what is in season, where it's coming from, mm-hmm. how can you use it, trying to remove some of the barriers to trial. Right? I think in an early conversation, you and I talked, and uh, organic is awesome, right? And that's a personal choice. But at the end of the day, Americans are not eating enough produce. Yeah, um, they're just not right. It's French fries, which they consider produce, <laughs> and burgers with lettuce and tomato and pickles on there, which they also consider produce. And yes, it is produce, um, but how do we get you know half of the plate with produce or something? Like that? Um, right. Yeah, I know a slice of based. tomato or a little thing of lettuce isn't probably going to cut it for it check the box. <laughs> right. Right. Um, no, and, and I love that. So many good flavors. Yeah, I mean, oh, so much you can do. Well, um, I mean, on your website, you do have a lot of resources. I'm sure you have like recipes, you mm-hmm. have, um, like you said, just um, other other types of like educational things that, you know, people can utilize. And so um, I love yeah, that. How to, and, open, how to open a coconut or how do you cut a mango or yeah. 
three ways to use papaya or yeah, any of that stuff. Well, keep going. Trying- like what are, what are some other ones? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a whole tip section. I mean, so yeah, opening a coconut is something where people don't buy coconuts because they don't know how to open them apparently. Right. Or we get, you know, emails into Melissa's and say, Hey, I just bought this. How do I use it? Right. And so the website is there to, to provide answers to those types of questions because people, um, we're seeing more and more that people are trying to explore new things, right? Social media has been brought about and people are watching videos and seeing recipes with ingredients they've never tried before or seen before. And they're seeing the response and, oh, that sounds amazing. Passion fruit. I would love to do that. Well, you don't want to eat a passion fruit if the skin is too smooth, right? That means it's mm-hmm. not, it's not ripe yet. You want it to look nice and wrinkly <laughs> and dried mm-hmm. up. Um, which is funny, right? It's just the dynamic of how people uh, search for produce, right? Same thing. How do you tell if a mango is ripe or a pineapple is ripe or a cherimoya? Some of the most tropical flavors in the world, you would think it should be nice and pretty because America eats with their eyes first, Um, but you really need it to look dark and kind of smushy, but you need the smell. You want the fragrance, uh, the floral fragrance of uh, cherimoya or passion fruit or mango. Yeah. And I think that's just another great attribute, you know, that people could utilize. And because we don't know, you know, I don't know everything. Like how, how could you know everything mm-hmm. unless, I mean, you know, you were in plant science or some sort of you know, specialty <laughs> type thing, you know. Or unless um, you had a hundred people at Melissa's telling you which direction to go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's just really, really cool. And, and it does show that you guys do do truly care, you know, um, yeah. beyond just providing a really good tasty piece of fruit or, pro, yeah. you know, vegetable. Yeah. Um, and you guys actually have other items too, not just vegetables and fruits. Yeah, we have a couple um, complementary items to produce, like a hollandaise sauce that's prepared. Uh, we have clean snacks, which is a gluten-free nut-based snack. Um, yeah, we yeah, have a I've couple items those. like that. Yeah. yeah, I've even seen them at Sprouts and I'm I'm looking, it's like in the, where the dates mm-hmm. are and like the dried nuts or the yeah, dried just, fruit and nuts. Yeah, we just came out with some dates. Um, we're just uh, getting into the, the cut fruit. So we have cut uh, mangoes now and jackfruit obviously is extremely hard for most people to process on their own, right? Mm-hmm. How do you, what is this big old thing that's the size of my Huge. head? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you start cutting into it and you realize, oh, it's not ripe enough yet. So your knife's getting stuck because it's all sappy. And I mean, that's one of those, uh, that's one of those items that presents a lot of challenges for someone who doesn't know. Like they just hear yeah. jackfruit and they end up buying it in a can or something. Oh. Right. Well, and and it's expensive. Like I've seen a big jackfruit at the store mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty pricey, right? So you want to mm-hmm. make sure that you're not going to ruin it when you yeah. just pay good money for it. Um, do you guys yeah. provide any any like pre-cut or easy to use jackfruit yeah. that we just within the last two weeks, we just uh we had we've been testing uh, a package for processed jackfruit, and I think we're at like a really good spot with our processed jackfruit. So it is already, you know, all of the, the fibers are out, all of the, the seeds are out and we just have the jackfruit pods now. Um, I'll have Ooh. to send you some. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to try. Um, and it's so and good. Some, you know, personal preference. I, I love jackfruit. Yeah. And it, it's a great vegan alternative. I think a lot of vegans use it as like a shredded meat, um, you know, alternative yeah. for tacos and different things like that. And so, yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, and so is that out yet or it's yep. it's coming? It is yep, out. It's out now. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think um, in Southern California, maybe only pavilions. 
is taking it right now. But okay. like I said, it's very new. All right. So I'll be on the lookout too. And is it on your website? It is. And speaking of your website, can people just order direct from you? Yes. Yeah, melissas.com. Uh, if it's something you can't find in the store, you really want to try it, uh, there's a good chance we have it available to, for sale on melissas.com. Um, if not, then it's either too expensive to ship or too perishable to ship. Like Harry's Berries, um, mm-hmm. we prefer to just get it on a truck that's cold and get it to a grocery store where it maintains the cold the cold chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way it has the longest life possible. Once you get it out of the cold chain, it really starts to speed up the ripening process. And when you put it in a box with humidity and it's getting bounced around from FedEx, it's not the best user experience. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's probably, that's great. And yeah. Probably too that, much I, information. <laughs> no, no. I mean, uh, we, I think we've all experienced that. And I think that's great yeah. for, for you to just kind of uh, say no at the beginning, you know, even though you probably could make more money by selling them, like the customer's not going to be happy with the end result. Right. So, exactly. you know, and we don't want to waste, we don't want to waste the food. We want the customer to be happy. So it is, I mean, sometimes it's just more expensive because we don't, it, um, it has to get there in two days or less, right? So almost everything that we ship that's fresh is two days, uh, second day air or ground if it's like a next day or two day delivery range. So it just makes it a challenge. It's really expensive to ship produce and to have it oh. arrive in good condition. Something else that you guys have on your website though that I've I've personally ordered um, a few times are uh, gift baskets. Mm-hmm. like fruit baskets. And I think there's like, you have different options. And What's better than receiving a big basket of fruit, right? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's super consumable. It's I, I, I'm, if anyone knows me well, um, you'll know that I would prefer a gift of food <laughs> oh, <laughs> over yeah. like, like clothes or like, you know what I mean? Something totally. like that. I'm yeah. like, what food supplements? Like, yes, <laughs> like, this is like awesome, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So like fruit baskets. And I think I do, I actually remember this when I was in your facility, I think we walked through the, the section where people were packing the gift box, mm-hmm. uh, the gift baskets. So same, same thing. We have the organic pack side, right? So we, we do drop ship for uh, some of the bigger mail order companies. Um, but also, yeah, I mean, we have a ton of like hand curated boxes and baskets uh, for someone who's, trying to experience more things or is more exploratory, we have a tropical fruit basket that mm. comes with a little pamphlet. This is what you're eating. This is when it's ripe. This is what it should taste like. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, even organic boxes, um, juicy yeah. boxes, all kinds of stuff. So not even like a, a basket, if it wasn't a gift, if I just wanted to order, I just want to order produce. It just comes in a box, like a cardboard box or whatever. And um, I'm like, yes, this is my produce, you know, because I know there's so many... Um, online order, like produce ordering companies too. They, you know, they ship it to you. And so um, that's something I think that's really cool that you offer as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember, but early in, you know, all the the shutdown stuff, we actually had uh, the county come to us and say, Hey, we need organic boxes to go to all these different homes. And so we were one of the supply, like main supplies during mm -hmm, all the shutdown and all the shutdown stuff. Yeah. You guys must've been booming, like just crazy busy like during that time yeah 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 it's so tough so tough to manage right because people are further apart it's not as close quarters and you know it just makes a lot of different logistical nightmares right i mean and during that time we didn't know what was happening like it was so new uh you know and i mean people just i remember i think i didn't um i had first moved 
to my condo at the time. And I mean, I had no idea. No one knew what was going on. So I didn't go, I didn't grocery shop, I think for like three months. I, 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 yeah, ordering online or just like, um, I remember getting um, a couple big boxes from you. So thank you again for um, sending those, you know, those boxes of produce over. And when I received them, I got like, bananas and sweet potatoes and like pineapple and like every kind of produce um, that you sent. And what I did was I chopped it up and I froze it, you know, so I didn't have to go to the store. (laughs) And um, through all that is I realized, hey, I can chop potatoes. I can air fry them and then I can freeze them. Nice. Like I just did everything. I froze onions. Like I just did, I did it all. Yeah. And it, hey, it stayed good. Yeah. I mean, so much has happened over the last two years. And that's what brought about our pantry staples box. Uh, so it was things like onions that were shelf stable, you know, more shelf stable or the steamed vegetables like steamed beets and steamed lentils. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a pre-cooked quinoa. Um, oh. Which is already, yeah. So just things that that are better at something that you could prepare and then freeze, right? We've already taken the preparation step out of it for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys are expanding and always, you know, coming up with new things. It's awesome. And you have a test kitchen there too, um, which I remember doing some filming in there and that was a fun time. And, you know, you you guys are just so sweet. And um, what's, who founded, who founded Melissa's Produce? Because you said it's family owned. It's family owned, yep. Joe and Sharon Hernandez uh, founded it in early 80s. It's named after their daughter, their one and only daughter, Melissa. Mm. So yeah, just it's been really neat. Um, there's a lot of aunts and uncles and cousins and nephews and family friends that work there. So it's been really awesome. cool to be a part of that. Awesome. And you had mentioned about like um, a mission previously, and what what other do you have any special missions um, that Melissa, you know? Yeah, we really, I mean, it seems kind of cliche, right? But we try to inspire America to eat more produce. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do that with, you know, entertain, entertaining pieces of content. We do that through culinary innovation. We do that through uh, social media, right? Connecting mm-hmm. with um, people who are going out every day and just encouraging people to eat more produce. So yeah, that's that's kind of the big umbrella for the company. But in yeah. there is so much stewardship, right? We have to make sure that our people are taken care of, have to make sure that our growers are taken care of have to make sure that we're communicating with everybody and above reproach in so many different areas of the produce industry. Yeah, I think that's there. so so important and what, you know, people want to know where their dollar is going, you know, whether it's, you know, the ingredient supplier or the the farm or the distributor like you guys, you know, Melissa's and um I I personally do, you know, I want to really vote with my dollar and make sure that, you know, where it's going is to a, a good place and knowing that companies taking care of their employees and they're, you know, making sure they're checking all the right boxes. And so, yeah, that's mm-hmm. super um, encouraging to know, you know? Yeah, definitely. No, it's been, it's been great. I'm glad to be a part of the company um, going on 10 years there now. So I've been there for wow. quite a while. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just like a home, right? I spent so much time with the people at Melissa's more so than my family a lot of times because the majority of the day is is with them. So to have right. some of those relationships, um, we're all just looking out for, for each other. Oh, yeah, no, it, it's so important. It just, I mean, this is not like produce talk, but I mean, as far as just working with people that you enjoy because it it you 
are doing that a majority of your day. You are with the people you work with and you want to make sure that, you know, your mental state and they're giving you positive, you know, feedback and vice versa. And it does make for a better home, you know, after work hours. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, super glad that you're enjoying it and everyone seems to enjoy it too. And for anyone listening, you know, uh, I hope that you guys have a job you enjoy. And, you know, I know not everyone has that uh, ability, but, you know, try and do make the most of it. And um, if you don't, you know, maybe you aren't receiving something or negative, uh, if you're receiving something negative, I think it's really important. You be the positive person. You know, you be the positive person in your workforce and uh, things can start to change when you start initiating that positivity. So yep, anyways, agreed. that was a tangent, but <laughs> um, okay, so, be the light. yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So Nick, where can, where can they find you? What's your website? What's your social media? All that good stuff. Yeah, everything's on melissas.com. Uh, you can find our social media handles there as well, but at Melissa's Produce everywhere. So yeah, come say hi. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nick, for joining. And thank you so much for your time today. I know you're a busy man. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of Digest This. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review in your podcast app to let us know. If you're ever wondering how you can support me and this podcast, sharing it with your friends and family is the best way. This is a resonant media production produced by Drake Peterson and edited by Chris McCone. To email the show, message us at digestthispod at gmail.com. See you next time. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical and mental health advice and does not constitute a provider-patient relationship. As always, talk to your doctor or health team first.